Hello, and welcome to the podcast of A Chocolate Box Irish Wedding. My name is Josie Riviera, and I'm the author of the book, A Chocolate Box Irish Wedding. My narrator is Allison Buller. Are you looking for a sweet and wholesome romance? Do you feel like too many romances feature young heroes and heroines? This romance is a realistic and heartwarming story about an older, more mature couple proving that age is only a number and that everyone deserves a second chance. I've also set this book in the beautiful country of Ireland. Through this podcast, I'm bringing you the contents of my book. Each episode will cover a new chapter, sort of like an audiobook. I hope you like it. Chapter 3 You're exquisitely perfect. Colum blurted the words before he could stop himself. He scanned Kira's delicate profile, the curve of her nose, her flawless complexion with a sprinkling of freckles, and heard the sincerity in her tone. She actually didn't realize how attractive she was. However, her blue eyes shone with a spirit that hadn't been diminished by hardship. Her youthful features had matured, fulfilling the certainty of loveliness, enriched with a mellowness that had developed with maturing. Her posture was straight, her figure slender. His only desire was to touch her, kiss her, cherish the delightful feelings intensifying inside him, the first true emotions he'd felt in decades. He cupped her cheek. Numerous points in my life have reminded me of you. I wondered if our mutual memories ever caused you to smile. He braced himself for her reply. When she finally dragged her gaze to his... She drew a wobbly breath. I laughed a lot in London whenever I remembered our adventures. He bent his head, and his lips grazed hers. So delicious. So inviting. You're my precious Kiki, he murmured. You've been my forever. No, she tugged free. Her complexion was flushed, her eyes wet. You're leaving in a few days. Aye, but there's no reason why I can't return. I've never stopped thinking about you. He brushed the shiny hair from her forehead and grinned at the pink highlighted tips. In her teens, she'd been the town nonconformist, experimenting with bizarre fashions. However, the bright makeup and outlandish feather hats had never diminished the beauty of her high cheekbones and expressive eyes. No wonder a London modeling agency had signed her on the spot. Words are easy, Colum. He respected the proud grace of her walk as she stepped away. Circumstances may prevent a person from following through, no matter their intentions. When they reached her driveway, Kira insisted on driving them to town, vowing to take the curve slowly in light of the previous evening's mishap. She didn't. If anything, she accelerated during the ten-minute drive while he gripped the edge of the passenger seat. When they arrived at her shop, she rummaged in her handbag for the keys. 
He squinted through the wavy glass window of the vacant building next door. The exterior paint flaked at random. The interior was dust-coated. The walls cracked. What business was here previously? Colum asked. Nothing for years, she answered. There was talk of converting the space into a high-class hotel, but the funds never came through. She finally found the key, and they stepped inside her shop. It was tidy and spotless, and scents of cedar and mint lingered in the air. Clothes racks sported fine woolens and tweeds, hand-knit scarves and cable-stitch cream sweaters tagged to sell. "'Do you employ a staff?' he asked. "'Recently, I hired a mother and her adult daughter. "'They're smart, efficient, and excellent seamstresses.' "'Kira walked to a back room and brought out a knee-length lace dress in a champagne shade, "'along with a flowered crown headpiece. "'She illustrated how she'd sewn each delicate button by hand. "'Tasteful for your mum,' he applauded. "'May I ask what the daughter of the bride is wearing?' Kira winked. It's a surprise. In secondary school, I'd ask what you plan to wear the following day, and you'd consistently say, It's a surprise, they chimed in unison. Why did you forever ask me the same question, Colum? To prepare myself. He attempted to keep his features straight. I never knew what newfangled outfit you'd come up with. Fashion is fun. An adventure. He rolled his eyes. You found enough for both of us. He'd willingly gone anywhere she'd dragged him and felt fortunate just to be with her. I wished to dress better than those pretty girls in school who flirted with you, she said. He chucked her under the chin. I believe you were jealous. Believe whatever suits you. Were you jealous? He drew her near, held her close. He couldn't help himself. His yearning for her slowed his breathing. As he gazed into her eyes, the seconds paused, becoming the shared remembrances of delightful hours of days of years. He'd sought to deny it, but he'd never been able to resist her. When they were young, they'd fallen into an easy friendship, enjoyable, and uncomplicated. By their teens, their relationship had changed. Romance began to bloom, although they'd both resisted the attraction to each other. For decades afterward, his thoughts had gravitated toward her. How was she faring in London? Had she forgotten him? Undoubtedly, because she was married. But now they were reunited, and the seasons apart were a mere moment in time. Jealous? Don't be ridiculous. You flatter yourself. Kira fussed with a tweed cape on a hanger, fumbling with the fabric. The programs you choreographed at the Wexford Homeless Shelter were fun and uplifting, and you were only in your teens. Thank you. I love working with children. He wanted to congratulate her on navigating the subject change so seamlessly. She turned toward him. Do you still dance and perform? There aren't many roles for fifty-something males, he replied. You were a key dancer with the Dublin Ballet. Until I reached thirty. Then the younger ambitious men were happy to replace me.
Same in my occupation. She went back to fussing with the cape. Runway models are most successful between the ages of 16 and 21. And afterwards? I did catalogues and sewing to make ends meet while raising two daughters. You're exceptional, Kiki. You lived on your own in London. Tears welled in her eyes. He didn't expect them. My ex-husband, Henry, considered me obsolete when I aged out of working the runway. The cape fell off the hanger. She bent to pick it up. After our divorce, I continued to question my self-worth. Did he abuse you? Not physically. His abuse was emotional. She lifted her hands, then let them drop. I should have divorced him sooner, but I was trapped. Two young daughters and no way to support us. Now you're successful and content. I am. She laughed, unforced and laid back. This tiny slice of the world is my lifeline, and I'm not relocating any time soon. Life in a microscopic town was ideal for some people, just not for him. He dismissed the unspoken thought and sought a more manageable topic. Absently, he fingered a velvet hanger while he relished spending the day with her. Finally, the Kira he recognized was emerging from behind her careful wall honestly explaining her hardships without sugarcoating what he'd imagined had been her opulent London lifestyle. Ready to lead the way to Michael D's? he suggested. Considering the coffee shop is a few doors down, it's not difficult. Do they still serve tea cakes? Aye, and buttered scones with strawberry jam? Your favorite. The new owner kept the same menu. He patted his stomach. Your mum baked superb scones with lemon curd and whipped cream. You brought them to me after my ballet practice, rolled up in foil and topped with a silver bow. She still bakes over a turf fire. Batches of soda bread sit on our kitchen counter as I speak. Thus a delightful afternoon awaits. She narrowed her gaze. Colm O'Brien... You can't sample desserts and bread all day. Watch me. He laced his fingers through hers and led her out of the shop. They passed McKay's jewelers and peered through the display case window. As was customary in many of Ireland's shops, the Clauda ring took center stage. Love, loyalty, and friendship. Kira admired an array of sterling silver and gold bands. Did your mum hand her wedding ring down to you? I married in London, and she didn't attend because my father was sick. He died a year later, and she continued to wear the ring on her right hand. Now that she's marrying your father, she placed it in her bedroom drawer for safekeeping. Colm hooked his arm around her shoulders. Awaiting you. I won't marry again. Why ever not? he asked. Once was enough. I'm obviously not good at marriage. Her tone thickened, and she clasped her hands together. Perhaps one of my daughters will wear it some day. He swallowed the dull ache in his throat. He could still visualize Kira planning their future all those years ago. And after we graduate from university, Colm, we'll marry, she declared. 
Her color was high, her joy bubbling and infectious. Won't it be grand? I, he'd cradled her in his arms. Grand indeed. I hope you enjoyed this chapter of my book, A Chocolate Box Irish Wedding. Please send me a message at josieriviera at aol.com and let me know. I also have a free sweet romance if you subscribe to my newsletter. Just go to josieriviera.com and thank you for listening.